Imagination Studio presents Zombie Bots from Uranus by Andy Griffiths. Read for you by John Beach. Zach Freeman skied down a steep, snow-covered slope on a crisp, sunny winter morning, completely unaware that he was about to be engulfed by a deadly crapalanche. Crapalanche! The very word struck fear into the hearts of even the bravest and most experienced skiers, but not Zach Freeman. This was not, however, because Zach Freeman was especially brave or experienced. Far from it. No, Zach Freeman was unafraid of crapalanches because Zach Freeman had no idea what a crapalanche was. There was an ear-splitting crack, an advanced wave of nauseating stench. But incredibly, Zach Freeman was completely oblivious to even these telltale warning signs. He was too busy arguing with his butt. Can we go home? whined his butt. I'm cold. But this is fun, said Zack. Fun for you, maybe, said his butt. You're not the one who has to put up with all the bruises. You're not the one who's wet and cold and freezing. Despite everything he and his butt had been through, they still had a lot of arguments. The slope was gradually becoming steeper. As Zack picked up speed... He heard his butt cry out in alarm. Flop, said Zack. Cut it out. I'm trying to concentrate. But Zack, said his butt, you don't understand. Ha, said Zack. I understand all right. I understand that every time we do something I want to do, you try to wreck it. Well, it's really selfish, and it's got to... Shut up, Zack, interrupted his butt. Crap-a-lanch. Crap-a-what, said Zack. Crap-a-lanch. What's a crapalanche? said Zack. But his butt didn't reply. It didn't need to. The snow underneath Zack was no longer white. It had turned an ominous shade of brown. All of the snow on the mountain had turned brown, and bearing down on him was the biggest, ugliest, and brownest crapalanche in the history of big, ugly, brown crapalanches. Suddenly Zack realized he had made a mistake. A big mistake. He wasn't skiing down a mountain. He was skiing down a buttcano, and nobody, not even the bravest and most experienced skiers in the world, would have been stupid enough to attempt to ski down a buttcano. Nobody, that is, except Zack Freeman. Zack crouched low, tucked his head down, and went as fast as he dared. And then, faster still. Not fast enough, shouted his butt. Zack turned his head. The thunderous brown mass was gaining on them. Maybe we could go faster if you would give me some help, said Zack. I did save your life, you know. You owe me! Zack's butt's only response was to scream. Zack felt the scream rip a hole through his thermal underwear and padded pants. Normally he would have been annoyed, but this time he just smiled. It was exactly what he needed. The force of the scream sent him surging forward, a long way ahead of the crapalanche. Zack heard his butt whoop with joy. Good work, yelled Zack as he dug his ski poles wildly into the brown muck in order to pick up even more speed. The more distance he could put between himself and the crapalanche, the better. But just when Zack was starting to feel safe again, he saw it. The end of the slope. The edge of a cliff face dropping away into a deep, dark ravine. Reverse thrust, Zack yelled. Reverse thrust! I can't do that, said his butt. It's impossible. Zack flew over the edge of the cliff and out into the thin air. As Zack fell, he noticed a wave of pink objects hurtling toward him at high speed. UFBs, 
Unidentified flying butts! Zack gasped. He was helpless. One of the UFVs bore up hard into his stomach. Another smashed into his face. And yet another crashed into his butt. Zack! shouted his butt. Do something! Zack, dazed, bruised, and winded, began jabbing and thrusting his poles into the air. The unidentified flying butts were so numerous that even without looking, he was able to collect two poles worth of skewered butts within moments. At this formidable display of butt skewering, the other UFBs became frightened and shot off into the distance. Good going, Zack! yelled his butt. I thought we were dead for sure! We are, said Zack, who, looking down, had noticed they were about to plunge into a raging river. Prepare to drown! They plunged into the wild brown water with an almighty splash. He had to think fast. What now? said his butt. We need to paddle to the edge of the river, said Zack. But it's too wide, his butt said. Why don't we jump onto that log? As if by magic, there was a large brown log floating beside them. Good idea, said Zack, reaching across and dragging himself onto the log. Zack stood up, riding the log like a surfboard. But the brown river was getting wilder and faster, and there was a roaring sound in the distance that chilled Zack to his butt. They were heading toward a giant sewage fall. Zack tried desperately to point the log toward the bank of the river, but the log seemed to have a mind of its own. That's when Zack realized the truth. It did have a mind of its own, because it wasn't a log at all. It was a poopagator. A poopagator masquerading as a log in order to trap unwary buttfighters. The poopagator lifted its large brown head out of the water, revealing enormous jaws full of large brown teeth, and twisted its neck around to chomp at Zack's legs. Zack jumped back. The poopagator chomped again. The situation was not good. In fact, it stank. It really stank. After everything he and his butt had been through together, after facing and defeating some of the most dangerous and terrifying butts in the world, including Stenchganter, the Great Unwiped Butt, and the Great White Butt, they had been undone by a common crapalanche. The poopagator sailed over the edge of the sewage fall. Zack caught a glimpse of the jagged rocks below. There was only one thing left for him to do. Zack sighed, reached down for the fluffy pink toilet seat cover he carried on his butt-fighting utility belt, wrapped it around his head, 